0: Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mel. I'll tell you what, I, uh, I am hoping that for Oregon Family Camp, we get another nice little bit of sunshine like we did a couple weeks ago. Amen. This uh, fog and cold, whoo, I must be getting old. It just gets to me, so. Hey, I got some announcements this morning. Uh, number one, I forgot to give out the words of encouragement last week, so we'll have double duty this week. So get your running shoes on there, uh, little Miss Muffet. I'd love to have you help me out. That'd be great. But uh, here we go. Men's meeting today, right after assembly. Should take about an hour, hopefully less. And uh, our dinner fellowship together on Wednesday night will be this coming Wednesday evening at the Park's Place. It's potluck, so bring your favorite entree and whatever side goodie dish or whatever. Uh, Oregon Family Camp's coming up. Registration forms are on the back table and so, well, we got lots of great folks coming from out of town, so I'm excited about that. And I need pictures. Oh, and yes, Scott needs pictures of this year. Uh, do you have pictures of Men's Camp? I got a ton. Not yet. Okay. I need pictures from you guys. Okay, excellent. You got a bunch of those. That'll be great. Uh, Brian Bragg has a bunch too, so if you want to grab some. And Jeremy Wilson, call him up and say, give me those pictures. Okay, I'll Yeah, he's got some really, really good ones too. Um, Let's see, what else uh, do I have here? Uh, Evening assembly tonight at the Parks Place. Wednesday evening is uh, uh, at the Parks Place. Thursday lady study is on at the Parks Place. Man, you guys are, you're popular. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, next month we'll be popular, right? So uh, also to Monday evening, uh, college age group. Uh, we will be there, and if you're college age or something like that, we'd love to have you. Dinner starts at 5.45, and so uh, then we get done about 7.30 or so. Any other announcements I might have missed? That's at the comp, it's not the Park's Place. Yeah, yeah, the Monday night is at the comp, it's not the Park's Place, right? <laughs> so, okay, so I have a happy birthday to Melinda. We're going to sing to you, Melinda. I think you're watching, <laughs> it looks like it anyway. And uh, uh, happy anniversary, Brags. How many here at their wedding? How many came to their wedding? Wow, that was awesome. That was the best wedding I ever got to dance at. It was great. So, you know, who would have thought we could have turned this old church building into a dance hall? Man, it was wonderful. All right, so there we go. Happy anniversary. I know your hubby's working today, but he's doing a good deed for a friend, so that's great. Okay, so anything else? Well, let's begin. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah. Oh, we have to sing happy birthday. Oh, and the announcements. Wow. Okay, are you ready, Melinda? Here we go. <laughs> that was an old age moment. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Woo-hoo. All right now okay now i need your running shoes here we go great job ryan passage and presentation were awesome preach it keep on preaching it we are raised up to walk in newness of life love you dad there you go i know your dad by the way Uh, miriam we are so thankful for your sweet spirit and thoughtfulness and how many can say amen to that one Amen. amen there you go all right Mr. Jacob, I liked you being in Bible class and helping out this morning. Braxton, there you go. I like the way he wrote that. Mr. Jacob. All right. Mr. D, your message today was awesome. Ty, hey, you're raising those boys up good. Yeah, this is great. Here we go. Tonya. There's another note here I'm not sure I should read. Tanya. I'm reading the stuff I think I should read. Tanya, I am so glad to get to see you on Sundays again. Your smile and hugs are so encouraging, as well as the random weird pictures and and gifs you send me. Gifts or whatever they're called. You send me. Always make my day, even if I don't reply right away. There you go. You probably know who that's from, huh? Look at the little side note. Miss Tamara. same person wrote this one, same whatever. So you guys can conspire on who did it. Miss Tamara, you are the most selfless person short of Jesus himself. I'd say amen to that one. Can I get an amen on that one? Wow. Always serving behind the scenes, always giving beyond your means, never wanting recognition for anything, not to mention all the time you spend encouraging everyone else. Amen. That's an awesome one, Tamara. And I... I agree 100% on that one. Miss Jamie, you're not here. Hope you're watching. It says, for teaching our class and getting us out of our comfort zones, I look forward to seeing you in class every Sunday. Man, I didn't know young people knew about comfort zones. That's good. We're going to save this for next week, okay? Ryan, thanks for being a fun teaching partner. Class is always exciting with you there. There you go. You know, I can imagine. (laughs) How many would love to have Ryan as like your fourth or fifth grade teacher? Raise your hand. Oh my goodness grace, it'd be over the top. Yeah. you'd learn an awful lot, that's for sure. How to fix your diesel truck. Anyway. <laughs> Mr. Ryan, for keeping our class interesting and fun and giving your unique view on topics. Well, wow, that's so cool, too. I see, and I didn't even read that one before I said it, but I said. Miss Tamara D. Is there a different Tamara than Tamara D in this audience? Okay, I think that's, this is yours, Tamara. You are so sweet and encouraging. You do so many amazing things for so many people. You also give such great hugs. Big heart and smile. Miss Angie, I love you and your encouraging sweet spirit. You have such a sweet smile. Your positivity is absolutely contagious. That's a good one. <laughs> Let's give it for Angie. Woohoo! Man. Mrs. Bragg, you give great hugs. You are very sweet and so encouraging. Amen to that one, too. There you go. I'm sorry I didn't get those out last week. But man, they're timeless, aren't they? Those are great that's awesome now we can read let's turn to jeremiah and chapter 17 jeremiah and chapter 17 The great prophet jeremiah you know i always used to think verse 9 was an awesome verse until i read the two verses before it and I went oh i think those are awesomer <laughs> i know that's not a preacher word but it seemed appropriate okay anybody else ever use the word awesomer awesome thanks thanks jeff i feeling like i was really a, shouldn't have confessed that you know nationwide worldwide god knows all right here we go jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 and 8 blessed is the man who trusts in the lord and whose trust is the lord for he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. Let's pray. Holy God in heaven, I would ask that you would help me to describe the New Testament realities of this Old Testament example of those who would choose to trust you, uh, living faithfully for you and to put their confidence and hope in you the blessings that come to that man, that woman, that young man or woman, that child, who will put their complete and total trust and faith in you for every aspect of their life. The blessings are overflowing, overwhelming actually, and yet only those who will trust you get to experience those wonderful blessings. And I would pray, Father, that we would Use your word this morning as we would describe what it means to be like a tree planted by the waters, firmly rooted, and not fearful or anxious for difficult times, but always being fruitful and fully alive, flourishing for the lives of those around us who are suffering and who are passing away, that they might see and have hope as we would share with him the great gospel plan father of your son jesus christ help us to see that today we pray in jesus name amen the bible says that everything that we need for life here and now and godliness is granted to us through the true knowledge of jesus christ and so Everything that we need to know about living in this life to be pleasing to God and respected by others is found in the scripture. As I've said before, I will continue to work on laying out lesson by lesson the truth that if we are to be trustworthy, trusted by people, we must as individuals fully put our trust in God and his word. And when I say that, I mean this, that you do believe everything in the scriptures that is spoken in regards to Jesus Christ and his love for you and the salvation he has granted to you and the power that you have through his Holy Spirit. And that you also absolutely believe that the things that are written in the scriptures for our instruction actually will, as you read them, understand them, and apply them to your life, will cause you to become a man of integrity, a woman of virtue so much so that when your voice is heard and when your life is seen, they'll know that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. They will know that you are the embodiment of what God intended for mankind. That's a full mouthful of information, I know. But the reality, it comes down to this. Why trust God? What am I going to get out of it? Now, Peter the apostle actually said that to Jesus, as do you well know. When he said it's impossible for man to be saved, but it is possible with God, and then they were called to give up everything to follow Jesus, And you know what Peter said? Hey, wait a minute, Lord. We've left everything to follow you. What's in it for us? Now that sounds a little selfish, but really, honestly, we should ask the question, if I'm going to lay my life down in service to Jesus Christ, what can I expect in return? Well, you know the answer was a hundredfold blessing in this life, in all that you do, and persecutions, and then a promise of eternity with him. So when we get into today's lesson, I want you to listen very carefully to the amazing blessings that are given to us when we fully trust him. So of course, going back to Jeremiah in chapter 17 and, and verse seven, it says, blessed is the man or woman, the person, who trusts in all things Jesus Christ and is your confidence, your hope is in him. And then it goes on to describe the blessings in verse 8. Look at at what verse 8 says. He, this person, will be like a tree planted by the waters that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes. And then his leaves will be green and it will not be anxious or worrisome in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. Look at the three parts to the lesson this morning. Part number one very straightforward it's very what you would start at the very beginning uh they are planted and they are rooted planted and rooted you're saying well that doesn't sound like a blessing well i'll tell you what it really is a huge blessing i don't know about you but have you ever lived your life in a time when your life seemed out of control (laughs) i've had a few times many before i was a christian some even now as a christian and yet i know there is something actually someone who is unchanging. And there's something that's unchanging. The word of God. Jesus, the word of God, and the scriptures, the word of God. Unchanging. If I hang on to those, it doesn't matter how crazy the world gets. You will become stable. The man or woman of integrity. Point number two, we have no fears or worries. You're saying, well, that's a joke. I got plenty of fears and worries. Brethren, let me share with you that Jesus as a man went through the most difficult of lives. He did not fear. He did not worry. Why? You know the scripture. It teaches it in First Peter in chapter 2. He continually entrusted himself to him who judges righteously. Notice, did you hear that? Jesus did not fear. Jesus did not worry. He was a human being, just like you and I. 100 percent he got hungry he got sick he got thirsty he needed to sleep in fact he slept in the in the 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 stern of the boat he he needed uh uh he needed everything and then he was most human he died and his blood was red he was human and yet we see in this man jesus a powerful example of of one who embraced the word of God and lived it and did not fear when fear could have very easily overwhelmed him and worry. Let me ask you a real quick question in regards to this worry thing. If you knew without a doubt that they were coming for you tonight to take you away and in just a day or so, you were going to be killed publicly. Could you sit down with your 12 closest friends and go, let's have some dinner. I just want to share with you some of the thoughts and ideas that's so important for you to know. How much I love you and how important your life is. Would you sit there for several hours and just converse with those at the dinner table like nothing was going on, nothing wrong? And then you know one of your wonderful close friends is going to betray you into those hands of godless men to kill you, and you tell them, hey Go take care of what you're going to do. I don't know about you, but I don't think I would have that kind of dinner table conversation. He knew what was coming. Did he fear? What's the answer? No. Was he worried? What's the answer? No. You're saying, I don't think I agree with you. Let's chat afterwards. Show me where he was worried because he set his face like flint to go to the cross because he was looking for the day that he had to send back up into glory. He was driven to the cross out of love for you and me. He did not fear. He did not worry. Brethren, we can walk in the footsteps of Jesus if we do what Jesus did. Remember, what would Jesus do? He would entrust his soul to the one who judges righteously every moment in every awful, terrible situation and in the good times too. That's what he would do. That's what these lessons are about. And then finally, not just have no fear, but know that even in the toughest times, you're going to flourish. You're not just going to survive. You're going to thrive. You're going to flourish. You're going to be like the green tree. And you're going to be fruitful. There's one passage of Scripture here I can't wait to read because I see myself written all over it because i'm old and i love the scripture when it talks about old dudes man they could just be excited about life right till the very end there's a scripture that actually says that old dudes well old (laughs) anyway so we're going to get to that scripture and so if you're aging a little bit you know the 20 something or more no problem you can still get it done all right here we go Let's jump right in. They are planted and rooted, going back to verse 8, for he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream. Planted by the water. Let's go to Psalms chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. There's an Old Testament passage that parallels this. And notice, you want to get planted by streams of water? Literally, do you want to be planted in Jesus Christ and flourish because of the living water, the Holy Spirit that he gives you. The living water is the indwelling presence of Christ that flows over as a fountain in your life. You can live an abundant life with no fear. And so I love this one. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight his his focus what he loves to do see his delight is in the law of the lord literally the word of god and in his word he meditates day and night the word meditate doesn't mean just to read i got my half an hour reading done it doesn't mean that it means that you read and you think about and you ruminate over which means think about and you know look through it and then and then you apply it meditate On the word of God. He'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. Rooted where the nourishment's coming from. Planted and rooted in Christ. See? Firmly planted by streams of water. And I love this one. And its leaf does not wither. I looked in the mirror the other day and I saw an old man. You're saying, you did not. I really did the age spots and some wrinkles. And and I figured, hey, I'm going to get more of those. Those are, man, those are badges of honor. i burned every one of them. Okay, some of the lumps too. And so, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm okay with that. Some people aren't. The reality is, is that even in the older age, you can be excited about the Lord. I've known some preachers, they barely made it to retirement and then they died. I'm going to make it to retirement. And that's when I breathe my last and the angels come. That's my retirement. I'm going to You know what? Even if I have one of these fine amazing young bucks come up and do all the preaching, I'm going to be back there just gumming. Amen, brother, amen, man. And I'm going to be I'm going to be encouraging you and I'm going to be excited up to my last day. I will. You wait and see. You watch. I've been at this thing for almost 40 years and I don't know, some of you know I'm getting a little bit more intense in a positive way. (laughs) When I started out, I was intense, but not as positive. And so I'm going to the very end, man. And if I have to come up here like Grandpa Penny, that old preacher, blind and popping his dentures out and stuff, man, cleaning his glasses with his tie, I mean, I'm going to do it. I mean, that guy was an inspiration to me. He lived... The life of Christ till his very last, his last sermon. He's the one that told me I needed to marry Sharon quick. That was the last thing he ever told me to do. Then that guy was preaching a sermon every moment he opened his mouth. And he lived it in every kind word. That's who I am. And that's who you are. And that's who we are. We're those people that never stop and get better. Brethren, that is true. That's who you are. You've been planted in Jesus Christ if you're a Christian. And it says here, you are rooted deeply in him. And that's where our source of life comes from. You know the old song? I got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the, the lane to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, lets those captives free. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well, splish, splash within my soul. Man, you guys are really slow. (laughs) I know. You're just putting on a show. Now, you know what? Those who know me just come to a 7 o'clock morning meeting with a bunch of business people. I'm preaching, man. I'm bringing up the founding fathers and talking about. It's awesome. You know what? I choose that. I got problems in my life just like you. I got stuff that's crushing in just like you. Just like Jesus. Just like Paul. Just like Timothy. Just like all the rest. But you know what? The choice to believe what God says. Trust him that you are planted and rooted in jesus christ and the power of the living water his holy spirit is abounding in you go back to on your own time now in revelation chapter 22 verses 1 through 5 that will teach you that the unshakable kingdom is where the living water of god flows from you were crucified with Christ you were buried with Christ you were raised up with Christ you were seated with Christ in the heavenly places when you became a Christian and you know where the the living water flows from it flows from the throne of God and you brother or sister if you understand the scriptures you spiritually are seated with him in the heavenly places and living water flows from you and that living water is going to impact the world it will we talked about that this morning in adult Bible class. If someone's going to see the Jesus in this day and age, they're going to see it in you and me. If they're going to hear the voice of Jesus, they're going to hear it from you or from me. And God has given us that. We can do that. You say, I can. not Yes, you can. In Christ Jesus, you can. Now, I want to go to the next one, rooted by the stream, Proverbs chapter 12 and verse three, you are definitely rooted. Notice what this says. And you know, I love Proverbs. And so when I saw that word rooted, I went right to chapter 12 of Proverbs. It's there. There's a couple, I think there's several places, but these two are great. Take a look, Romans chapter 12 and uh, verse seven. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. The house of the righteous will stand. Look at verse three. Look at verse three. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse three. What does that say? Ty, do you have Proverbs chapter 12 and verse three? You got it somewhere? Can you read it real loud? I mean, really loud so people in the audience all over the world can hear you. The root of the righteous will not be moved. Ty, do you think that any human being can move Jesus Christ from who he is? The great sovereign of the universe. Do you think anybody can do that? No. And we are seated with him in the heavenly places. So guess what we are? Immovable. The root of the righteous is unshakable. Do you believe that's true? You know, if you don't believe that's true, you're going to get shook out. Is that how you say it? You'll be shaken out. There you go. I like shook out better. It sounds better. It sounds cooler, kind of like Eric, you know. And so, well, you got what I said, and you understood it, right? Okay, well, we're good. It's so important for us to understand that that you can be that unshakable person that others will go to in times of crisis. You know what? I would like you to go to Colossians chapter two, verse six and seven on your own time. Notice it says that we are rooted in him. And I love this. Are you ready? We're rooted in him and we're overflowing with gratitude and thanksgiving. Don't you hate to stand around, listen to the people who are sniveling and whining about every little thing in their life? You like hanging around those people? No, I don't like hanging around those people. We should never be those people. We should be the ones that are, because we're rooted and grounded, that's what it says in that passage, in him, we're overflowing with gratitude. But it gets better. Take a look at the next point. No fear and no worries. And you're saying, that's a hard pill to swallow. The first one was a little bit easier. Okay? Well, let's take a look. The person who trusts in the Lord has no fears. Look at Psalms 56. Look at Psalms fifty-six. I mean, it's all over place. It's everywhere in the Scriptures, brethren. I know. I started looking at the cordons, and boom! There's one. There's one. There's one. They're all over the place. This is a prophetic utterance about the person who trusts in the Lord. Chapter fifty-six, Psalms fifty-six, verses one through four. Be gracious to me, O God. For man has trampled upon me, fighting all day long. He opposes me. My foes have trampled upon me all day long, for they are many who fight proudly against me. You sound like sound like guy who's whining. No, but listen, what does it say next verse? When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can mere man do to me? What did Jesus Christ say? Do not fear the one who can kill body and soul. He said that to his disciples in the first century. Do not fear the one who can kill body and soul. And man, those Romans knew how to do it. They really did. I mean, they were experts at it. Jesus said, do not fear those who can kill body and soul. You need to remember to fear the one who can kill body and soul in hell. In other words, you need to have a healthy fear of me. And when you're saying, oh, no, are we supposed to just cower? No, no, no. I'll tell you what. How many have ever run a chainsaw? Anybody ever run a chainsaw? Okay. How many have ever driven a car? Do you ever get in your car with fear and trembling? Probably not. Well, yes, of course you do, Ryan. I fear and tremble for you, and I'm not even in the truck. Okay. I mean, a chainsaw can kill you. I've seen what chainsaws can do. It about cut my dad's leg off right in front of me. Big brr, right in the knee. I won't go into graphic detail. But my boss uh, for the forest service had a chainsaw kick back up and chew on his face. He lost about half of his face. And so guess what, man? I'm telling you, I have a healthy, healthy, healthy respect for the chainsaw powerful tool you get a lot done but it can also cut your leg off or your face off i know that and so guess what jesus says do not fear the one who can kill the body you need to be one who has a deep and abiding respect and fear for the one that's going to hold you and i accountable see so it's important for us to recognize we need to put fear in the right place if you're going to fear anything fear the lord By the way, I should also suggest that you should tremble at the thought of not making it to heaven. Can I just throw that in there? You know, preachers never talk about that anymore. I mean, they really don't. You find me a sermon by Joel Holstein where he preaches about the lake of fire. Come on, come on. You find it, get your, come on, find it. We don't have enough time to wait. Because we'll be waiting here until eternity comes by. He doesn't preach it. There's a lot of preachers that won't preach it. But I got to tell you, someday you're going to give your last breath. And at that last breath, you're either going to have angel escort or not. If the angels don't show up at your time of graduation, as I call it, or retirement, you're in a big world of hurt. You start walking down that tunnel with the light at the end, don't go there. The light is not heaven. But the angel aren't there to escort you. It's a false narrative. Okay? So it's important that we fear God, but not man. Now, I would invite you to, to read Romans chapter 8. Who is there that can be against you if God is for you? Remember, Ty, I said, can anybody shake God from his amazing power? And the answer is absolutely not. They're going to try and he's going to go, less than a mosquito right even the greatest ruler we learned that last week in bible class brother you need to recognize and understand that we don't need to fear but notice what the psalmist said when i am afraid he said i thought you said we're supposed to fear hey when that fear comes where are you supposed to run where are you supposed to run what does it say it says run to god I will put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can mere man do to me? They can give you a sooner than later graduation day. Can't they? They think they're, I'm getting you now. I'm shutting you up. No, I want to be singing greater praises than you ever heard before on the other side. Can I get an amen on that one? Man, if you know where you're going, that's absolutely right. Now, let's take a look at the next one. The next one on the back page there, they have no fears, no worries. The person who trusts in the Lord has no worries. And you're saying, well, that's not true either. Well, let's take a look. Look at Psalms 55, verse 22 and 23. <clears throat> verse 22, just across the page. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. But you, O God, will bring them down to the pit of destruction. Men of bloodshed and deceit will not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. I don't know about you, but that's a great one. That's an exciting one. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. Have you heard that in the New Testament? Cast all your anxieties on him. Isn't that what it says? Absolutely, positively. And in the book of Philippians chapter four, it says, be worrisome for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to God, make your requests known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses comprehension will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Do you think Paul was praying like that when he was in that Roman jail, having been beaten mercilessly? Of course he was. He was praising God and singing hymns of praise to God. How could you do that unless you fully trusted God? That God, if this is my last day and my last uh, uh, breath, I'm going to sing to you in closing. Well, it wasn't, was it? By his praise of God in that prison, he was able to bring that jailer and his whole family to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Talk about power right till the end, but it wasn't the end. And you know, one of the best and most favoritist books, my favorite book in the Bible, <laughs> Second Timothy, chapter four. Paul says, man, I know they're going to get my head next week. So hurry and get here with the cloak. I want my last few days, I get a little bit warm. But I got some books I haven't got read yet. Would you bring those too? He's talking to Timothy. And he says, I'm excited because I have run the course. I finished the race. The crown is set for me now. And for all those who loved him. He doesn't sound like he's worried about the execution that's coming up. He kind of sounds like he's a little excited. And he's got a few things he wants to get done before he goes. Good things, of course. I don't know about you, but scriptures like that get me charged up. I hope they get you charged up too. Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 34. I hate to break the news to you, but Jesus says, do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. He actually says that. Go look it up. Three times he says, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. And what do we do? (laughs) Oh, man. You know what he says? He says, look, trust me. In that passage, he says, trust me. Make priorities correctly. Put the most important things first. You're worrying about so much. Remember meatloaf Martha? I mean, I'm sorry, Martha, Mary's sister. She was all worried about making sure that the meatloaf was done when Jesus was in the house. I don't know about you, but I'd say, Honey, order pizza, come sit in here and let's listen to Jesus. Okay? You're not cooking tonight. We'll get one of the disciples to go get the pizza and put it in the oven. Come on in, sit down, we're listening to Jesus. I mean, honestly, isn't that priority? Well, we got all worried. No, the house has got to be clean because someone's coming over. You know what? You probably go over their house and you'd be going, ooh. <laughs> and they come into your house and it's not clean. going to go, wow. Come on. You know, sometimes we get kind of things a little skewed. Let's not do that. Let's not worry about the little things. Don't sweat the little things. Don't sweat the big things. God's got them all covered. Amen. We forget that, don't we? And I'm saying we because I am a part of we. I got up this morning and I was getting all things ready for the men's meeting and, you know, fine-tuning the preaching this morning. And then I started thinking about all the things I had to do this week. That was dumb. One day at a time, one task at a time. I always tell myself that. I forgot this morning. You know, when you look at everything you got to do, that was my prayer request. Lord, may the brethren pray that my time management this week would be better than last. I'm serious. So, what happens? What did I do this morning? That was a confession, a veiled confession. What was I doing this morning? What was that? Worry. Oh, come on. What was I doing? Worry. And Jesus said, Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Oh, I read that this morning to get ready, and I still pff, worried. Wow. Maybe I was worrying about worrying. I don't know. Anyway, so last last one, number three. This is the best one. This is the best one, number three, okay? They are growing and fruitful. Instead of ripe and rotting, you can be green and growing and still fruitful, even as an old person. Take a look at Psalms 92, verses 12 and 13. Psalms chapter 92, verses 12 and 13. 13 we'll start with 12 and 13 psalms 92 uh, 12 and 13 the righteous man will flourish like the palm tree he will grow like a cedar in lebanon planted in the house of the lord they will flourish in the courts of our god you know it's really amazing if you go back to ephesians 4 now i hope you actually go back and read the new testament passages i really do Because it really gives you what it looks like for you as a Christian. Do you believe? Now remember, we need to trust God. It's possible. Trust his word. Do you believe if the word of God says that you can grow up to the full measure of the stature which belongs to Jesus Christ, that you can do that? If the Bible says you can grow up to the full measure of the stature, character, stature of Jesus Christ that you can. Do you believe that? Well, Let me give you a couple other verses. Everyone who has their hope fixed on Jesus coming back for them purifies himself just as he is pure. Did you just hear what the Apostle John said? If you really are looking for Jesus' return, you know that you can use the tools that he's given you to purify yourself just as he is pure. It's possible. It's kind of like when Jesus said, be holy as your heavenly father is holy. How holy is that? Kind of? No, completely. Or, or the apostle Peter. He's one of those you know, lesser apostles. Yeah, really? He says, be holy in all your conduct as he is holy now look it's possible you can flourish you don't need to be crushed by facebook and snapchat and the narrative that they're telling you that you're you know uh uh-uh use god's word to build in you the right understanding of who you are as a man or woman of god and finally finally fruitful this is the one this is the scripture I was telling you about that old duffers like me, or old dudes. I'm sorry, not duff. I'm not a duffer, I'm a dude. That's us old dudes. We can really get her done. We can be fruitful right to the end. Here it is. Are you ready? Psalms 92. Well, we're going to back, start back in verse 12. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish I love that word, flourish, in the courts of God. Here we go. And they will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green. (laughs) So I can be sappy and so can you when you're old. Now that has a whole weird connotation, but I'm talking about really, really alive. You can be. You know, there was a bug guy that came out here to check out the building this last week. Man, he was, he was, Pretty rough, it's pretty rough. And uh, when I came around the corner, he was he was enjoying one of the addictions that a lot of people enjoy that creates smoke that I can't stand to smell. Anyway, so he came in and he came in, I'm serious. I've been, and he came in and he goes, well, so are the traps? I said, well, they're downstairs. So we went downstairs and nice guy. He said, one of your church services anyway. We got to chatting and stuff. I told him, he said, I might I might come out there. I can't wait till he comes out. He's a great guy. You know what he said? He goes, man, I'm telling you what, I don't know if I can get over this wood pile, because the boys put, their young men, put the wood really high in the wood. And he, he goes, I'll go over, I'll climb over. He goes, no, 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 no. I'll do it. I said, no, I can do it. He goes, no, I'm going to do it. I said, okay. I'm younger than you, right? He goes, no way. So I go, how old do you think I am? Oh, about 56. I'm like, man, I like you. (laughs) Can you come back and be our bug guy every time? I mean, I like you a lot. I go, how old are you? He goes, why come you asking me that? I said, because you asked me first. Uh, He goes, I'm 62. I said, I got you beat. I'm 63. And he goes, you are? See, that getting excited about the Lord, it does something to you, you know? Anyway, so I'm still sappy. I got a whole definition for that if you want to know it later. Probably shouldn't say it online. But, uh, man, I'm full of sap. Man, I'm green. Not green like young. I'm green like, man, I'm alive. And the more I study, the more I get excited about this thing. And the more I understand that if it gets darker, you and I, we get brighter. (laughs) And then people really start to come in like I'm preaching or teaching, teaching the Bible class. The nations come pouring into the church because they see we have life and they don't. That's the beauty of this thing. I love trusting God. I take him at his word. I do things that from a human standpoint are just nut job. They just are. In fact, the men's meeting today, I'm going to introduce the men's meeting by a nut job thing I did years ago when I first started out here. Just as the nuttiest thing a preacher could do. It's not nutty though because that's what the Bible says. But for most preachers, they thought I was a loony. Are you kidding me? You're going to do that? I said, yeah. He says, You'll never survive. You'll never make it. The guy that actually said that to me, (laughs) he's no longer preaching. Interesting. And so it's important for us to understand that some of the things that God calls us to do, they're going to produce fruit. But it seems like, I don't know. I trust God. I believe him. Do you? Did you know, this is a sermon here in a little while, Did you know right smack dab in the middle of faith is trust? Right smack dab in the middle of faith is trust. You look it up. First you're convicted that God is, then you trust him with your whole life, so much so that you live for him. Right smack dab in the middle of faith is trust. I trust God. I have faith that what he said is true. And I know it will work. Do you? Do you? I've applied it over and over again in those things that seem kind of, I don't know, and I have done it, and God blessed. And I know many of you have too. Trust God in everything, both Jesus and his word, and you will be fruitful, and you will flourish, and the fears... As you see the craziness of the world, the fears will melt away as you know that Jesus made it, Paul made it, and there's others that are making it and we can make it together. And the worries will come alongside and we'll, we'll say no, 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 just like Jesus to each other in a nice way. And then finally, remember, you are rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus if you're a Christian, unshakable, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that our work in the Lord is not in vain. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of Jeremiah chapter 17, verse seven and eight. I don't know if you had planned, Jeremiah, to say this passage of scripture for us this year, but it is so amazing. We just got started. I'm so thankful for this truth, that if we trust you with all of our hearts souls minds and strength and love you with the same that lord the rich blessings in this life and security in the life to come will be ours not by anything we do but by what you have said and what you do through us as we humbly obey father we praise you and thank you in your son's name jesus for these things amen all right let's stand up let's stand up let's get all excited what did jesus say to do he said to go Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings. King of kings. All right, let's go get her done. Thanks once again for listening.